Welcome to I'm Good Actually, the podcast where we forget how to take it over by humans. robots. Podcast well, run by robots. You always tell me off for not saying welcome to the, the like, not saying the name of the podcast. So yeah, because you literally go hi, and I'm like hi. Do you want to tell people what they're doing here? What we're doing? They here? know what they're doing. <laughs> they press play. They know what fucking podcast we are. Anyway, hi. I'm Mitch. ironically. They know what they're doing. We don't know what we're doing. We have no fucking idea what we're doing. We oh my god! I just I've... injured another fly. Look. Well, that's. Her update. I'm really hungover. <laughs> oh, like, Mia is so, so hungover. hungover. I'm amazed I'm even here. She's doing her granddad in the Charlie and Chocolate Factory again. With her blanket up to her neck. <laughs> I've got what my your... blanket on full as well. I'm very tasty. Every time, when I stayed at yours, that kept mm. making me feel like I'd wet myself in the night. Oh, it's like when you use a heated seat in a car. Yeah. I had to yeah. keep, like, I'd wake up and put my hand there and be like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, no, it's just warm. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thanks for just, not pissing on me in your sleep. It was just the excitement of sleeping in bed next to you made me think I'd wet myself every night. Oi, oi. <laughs> it's the only way you'd make me wet. Uh, <laughs> that's Sorry. fucking rude. Give me your week uh-huh. updates. How has life been? What's been going on? Alright. I mean I got very drunk last night with my friend Kato, which was great. Um drank a lot of picklebacks, which Love is the that. dream. Which is whiskey, a shot of whiskey followed by a whiskey of pickle juice, for those of you who don't know. And it sounds disgusting. It is banging, right? It really just, does sound disgusting. Unless you try it like the pickle juice, it just like neutralizes I mean it was good whiskey, so I don't know, we didn't need to, we could have just done the whiskey. But it's it is great. Okay. Noted. Um, and yeah, I've got a date later, which is stressful because I'm so hungover. This is stressful to the point where I can see you and I'm actually trying to hurry up this recording because I know that you need a lot of time to prepare. <laughs> 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 I'm like, come on, Mia, chop, chop. You haven't got long. <laughs> We're going for a roast, though, which I feel like is the perfect hangover date. That's very cute. Yeah, it's very wholesome. Very yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll update you next week on how it went. Lovely. Love How's that your for you? Week uh, my week's been busy. I've been all over the place, actually. Girl about town, you know. Clearly, oh, like drunk. Do you mean? Do you mean like physically all over the place, or mentally all over the place? Uh, physically, mentally, okay. been fine. Um, yeah. So I went on a date on Friday, which was very cute. Nice. The guy from Hinge. And it was so yeah. cute, Mia. When I met him, he'd bought me flowers. Yeah, that is adorable. Flowers on a first date. Never had it before. No, no one's ever... No one, I mean, men just don't buy me flowers. I've been bought flowers before, but never on a first date. I thought it was really nice, actually. And it was cute. Yeah, that is a cute little vibe. Yeah. Cute, little, cute vibes. Cute, cute, cute. Yes. So... Oh, look at you go. I know. Look at me go. And now you said that through a yawn. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, yeah, not much else to report. It's been a pretty normal week. Clearly, a lot of drinking involved. Same. Yeah, Same. <laughs> I could tell by your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, why do I do it to myself? Okay, let's wrap this up okay. and get on to our main topic because you need a shower. <laughs> I bet I stink of booze. Oh, no. Okay, come on, let's do this. Wait, do you think my vagina will taste like pickle juice if I get laid tonight? Oh, you filthy bastard. (laughs) 
on that note, laters. <laughs> I'll let you know if it does. <laughs> <laughs>
it's like a really niche market of people that have got adult children. I say niche market, that's obviously a lot of people, but it just excludes everyone else. It doesn't fall into that category. And I'm like, Jesus, can't you just do a program that doesn't exclude anyone? Like, why is it always, these are the terms and conditions of it? Why can't you just have a love island where you can have gay people on it, you can have disabled people Mm. on it, you can have people that aren't stick thin, people that have never had kids, people that have had kids. Why can't it just be everyone? Why? You're too too hungover to answer that, aren't you? (laughs) That was very... Did you see my face? I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. Don't shout at me. I'm not not the ITV production people. I'm not them. (sighs) Okay, so next one. Love is blind. Would you go on that? Is that the Netflix one where they sit in the rooms? Yeah. No. (laughs) I feel like if I went on that, so for anyone who's listening that hasn't watched it, the basic premise is that You get like, I think it's 12 women, 12 men. And then they all kind of go into these rooms where they can talk to each other, but they can't see each other. And they have like a series of dates. And I think that only goes on for about a week. And then at one, at at the air and at the end of that week, the man has to propose to the woman. And if she accepts, that's when they meet. And then they go on honeymoon and stuff. I think the woman can propose to the man. Uh, I don't think that's ever happened. I think it's always the men doing it. So basically, and I feel like that's the sort of thing that I could get carried away with. Like if I went on that program, I'm, <laughs> I totally understand how people are like, oh my God, I genuinely think I'm in love with this person. Like, yes, I'm going to marry you. And then when they meet them, they're like, oh, fuck, you're not what I thought. That's the reason I couldn't go on it because what if they're really ugly? <laughs> That's the thing, though. It's not meant to be about that, but it does play a huge part in it. And if I don't fancy you, I can't marry you. I know. I need need to want to fuck you. I know. That's why we're not married. And then what if? What if? (laughs) You totally glossed over that. (gasps) Wait, you say because no one wants to fuck us? (laughs) No, it's because I don't fancy you. Oh, we're we're not married. I thought you meant like just in general. Anyway, no, I wouldn't go on that because it's just, it annoys me as a premise, if I'm honest. It just pisses me off. Anyway. Fine. Um, Married at first sight. Yes. And I applied for it and then chickened out because they wanted a phone interview and I was like, no, I can't do it. (laughs) So what is it about that? that would make you go on it? Why is that different to the others? Because they have to immediately commit to me. (laughs) They can't get out of it. It's not, because the other ones, you have to meet people and make them love you and like want to be with you. On that one, well, we're already married. Oh, really? Is that what it is for you? I think it's because you're set up with somebody rather than you have to it's choose just random. Out of these people. Yeah. yeah. So like you're then working on just one person rather than like all of these people. I don't know. Yeah. Too- I know, yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's you don't have like a choice. You're kind of like you said, you're committed mm. from the start. So like you go into it and you're just like, right, it's you and I have to focus on you and build this. Yeah. I always want to know if they're actually married. They they're can't not. be actually. They're not, are they? No. So I would go on married at first sight. Now I know that they're not married. Yeah, no, they're not legally married. Yeah. I just think from everything I've watched Married at First Sight, I think I'd have a problem with the other people more than my partner. Oh my God, you would be great on it. You would cause such fights at the dinner parties. Do you think? <laughs> yes, you're Everyone always dick. says this. Everyone thinks I'd be really good on Big Brother as well, which I applied for. Yeah, you would, you'd be like thingy, Megan, what's her name? On the McKenna. One. Yeah. What, you think I'd kick off like that? Yes. Yeah, I think I'd kick off like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like really nice for the first two weeks and then after that I'd be like don't even fucking talk to me because you're getting on my nerves and I hate you. Literally don't look at me. 
And then, like, every time someone walked in the room, I'd be like, did you just hear the way they were breathing? Because I'm going to fucking murder them. <laughs> yeah, you were married at first sight. Like, you wouldn't kick off with your husband, I don't think, loads. But the dinner parties, just other people being there and existing and having their little dramas, you'd be like, just die. Yeah, it would be worth it just for the looks. I'd be like Jim in the office. I'd keep giving the camera looks, like... <laughs> Oh my god, I'd love it if you like you full broke the fourth wall like yeah. that full flea bag. Just looked yeah. at the camera. <laughs> I would literally do that because I'd be the only person in history that ever did that on Big Brother, and I would fucking do it. It'd be so good. What about first dates? First dates is really easy because it's just one night and there's like no pressure. But it is the pressure of having obviously a first date, which is like nerve wracking, broadcast to the entire fucking country. Mm. The reason I wouldn't want to do first dates is because I know I would end up on Gogglebox. <laughs> I'd love to be on Gogglebox. No, because I know they'll hate me and I don't want them to hate me. You've got a real thing about people hating you, haven't you? I don't know how I've only just realised this. Yeah. Um, first dates, would I do first dates? Mm. To me, it just seems like a lot of effort for nothing. Like it's just one night and then you just go home in a fucking cab and you're like, well, well that was the end of that then. And it's a lot of like planning. and I maybe would. Oh, the main reason that I wouldn't want to do first dates. It's because of my main character energy. If I went on a date on that, but I wasn't one of the dates that actually ended up on the show, I'd be livid. Oh my God, does that happen? Every date in that restaurant is being filmed. Like, you know, all the people that are in the restaurant around the people that we're watching. Oh my God, I thought they were just like actors that were sitting in the background pretending to talk. No, they're... (laughs) Like just mouthing words to each other. first dates they've all they're all on the show but they don't all make how did I not know I don't know but I feel like I'm really ruining the magic of television for you here yeah you are oh my god the last one and the best one yeah would you go on naked attraction no can you imagine I've always said that I couldn't think of anything worse than being on a show and the only introduction someone has got to me they haven't spoken to me the only part of me they have seen is my fanny and they go no I'm not interested (laughs) but there's some of them are so brutal as well when they're like oh she's a bit flappy I'm like oh my god I know I just think how like how can you just be judged on your fanny I'm okay also, with that. Also, do you that. know, the worst thing on that show is when they, like, make them do something. Like, when they're like, she's into horse riding, can you gallop around oh like a horse? God. And they're just, like, fucking soft penises are flapping around. Oh, oh I've literally, it. I've just got no idea how anyone could ever want to go on that programme and be judged vagina first. Do you know what blows my mind is when, like, teachers or social workers or something go on it, and I'm like... How wow. are you going back to your job yeah. after the whole world has seen your vagina? Oh my God, can you imagine me? Vagina, I was, I was stressed enough about our sex episode last week with my job. Can you imagine if I went full frontal on Channel 4 and was like, yeah, my job will be fine. Would afterwards. you go on it as the picker? No. I know you still have to no, get naked. I, yeah, no. no. I don't, if I'm, if I'm going to see someone naked, I want it to be because I've met them and I like them and I've chosen to. Not because they're in a fucking double XL test tube getting their fanny out or like their <laughs> dick out. And that is the first thing that I've seen. Like It's such a weird thing. Oh, it's great telly though, isn't it? It is great telly, but no. Okay, interesting. So we've established that... What is... What, so we wouldn't go on any of them? No, we both said... You said you'd go on all of them. Yeah, I would go Other on all of them. I... Would only go on Married at First Sight. Okay. So obviously we've touched on this a little bit, but like the influence 
that these shows have on viewers. Mm-hmm. So obviously with Love Island, everyone's got the same type of body. And I feel mm-hmm. like that could like negatively impact viewers. Because I know that when yeah, I watch definitely. it, I'm just like, fuck me. I've never looked like that in my life. It does make you feel inferior. And obviously we all know because Love Island's so popular, it's almost like the breeding ground for like the next stream of celebrities that are coming through. And when they yeah. all look like that, you're like, okay, so this is going to be like the new batch of famous people that just look the same as the previous 10 batches of famous people. And it's, do you know what I mean? It's not like once the, sh- the show's over, they, they disappear. They then go into celebrityville yeah. and it's just what everyone looks like. So I'll be honest, I, have, I don't watch Love Island at all. I never have. It just... It doesn't interest me. Um, so to me, every time there's like a new Love Island star, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can't distinguish them from the last one. Like Molly May, who is she? Is she? Is she I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> they're just these people. But it's because they all look famous, the same. They're all the same. Mm. Yeah, literally. They're just the same person every time. Do you think Love Island is like the only one that that has got that much influence? Or do you think like Married at First Sight does? I mean, f- I feel like First Dates would probably have quite a bit of influence. I don't really watch it, but I feel like it would be good to kind of watch that and get tips because it is a first date and it is just a completely normal first date that anyone could go on as well. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like First Dates is very real. Mm. Like reality TV is not reality. Mm. Like I think it's a real push to even call it that. I think it, you know, they all, they thrive off drama, mm. all of them. Like, the only reason that people watch them is because they you want to see something dramatic happen. Yeah. You want someone to kick off. You want someone to have a fight. And I think it kind of... People aim to be like the people they see on reality TV, whether that is in body type, how they look, how they dress, or how this person dealt with an argument, or how this person is really dramatic and fun, so therefore I want to be like her. Mm. Like, I think it, it... I don't know. It just kind of makes people want to be dick. <laughs> Because, like, the, the most popular reality TV stars are the fucking dickheads. Yeah. But is that, is that, that I don't think they're influencing people, though. Like, I don't think the dickheads, people watch it and think, I'm now, I don't know, do you think people would watch it and be like, I'm now going to act like that? Maybe some men do. Oh, men definitely do. Men are idiots. Um, yeah. Back to that again. I think, I do, though, like, I think, like, people, they see a girl kicking off on her boyfriend on a reality show and how she's, like, over dramatically being offended because he licked a tit or whatever. <laughs> and I think they do then think, oh, that's how I deal with conflict in my relationship. Do you think this all boils down to a bit of what we touched on last week and the influence that these shows have on people would affect younger people more? Yeah. I know what you mean, because maybe they're watching situations happen or conflicts in those programs that they haven't actually experienced themselves. So they can kind of watch it and be like, if this happened to me, I assume that is how I would deal with it, how that person has just dealt with it on Love Island. I think a lot of it, like with the Love Island thing as well, like there's been a couple of male contestants that um, like domestic violence charities have had to speak out on, um, saying these men are clearly gaslighting, they're manipulating, they are controlling Mm the woman that they're supposedly dating or in love with and those men are still seen as desirable on the show and the women keep forgiving it and accepting it and I think that is something that is really quite dangerous about them in the fact that young women are seeing these dangerous men and seeing them as a desirable partner Mm. and therefore when that happens to them in real life they don't know how to respond to it and they think it's normal in a relationship to be controlled and manipulated and gaslit. Yeah, and not that I have much faith in 
Love Island in particular's like duty of care to the contestants or mm. the viewers. Um, I do think there's a real fine line between allowing a situation like that to be broadcast on TV and kind of letting it play out in the hope that it will resolve itself in a really healthy, mature way, yeah. which is a good example. That would be a positive thing for people viewing it. Or if yeah. it doesn't resolve itself in a healthy way, them having to step in. And I do think, I mean, what do you think is better? Do you think those sort of situations should just be nipped in the bud and not shown at all? Or do you think it is more real and it is healthier for people to see just how normal people deal with these things? It, like, even if it's not pretty, do you think it should just be a highlights reel and all of bad stuff's taken out in case or not no I don't think it should be taken out but I think if a man is starting to show those behaviours they should be stepping in and they should be showing that they've stepped in and saying this isn't okay I don't think they should just let it play out because it's not fair on those women and I mean didn't they literally get a contestant back last year mm. who had been an emotional abuser in the, his first series and they got him back as like this fucking hot Adonis guy being like hey look he's amazing yeah they didn't just platform him once they re-platformed him and that is just disgusting I don't understand like Refuge literally had to put posts out being like mm. we called this guy out the first time they've now put him back in like the duty of care from love I mean obviously we know yeah. there's been multiple deaths post yeah I find it a really really toxic show and I I, I don't get it I really don't get it and I, think I mean it, the, the yeah. thing is the whole deaths that have happened with Love Island, I was going to touch on that a bit later. So I'll just gloss over that a little bit for now. But I do, I do think there are some positives that come from shows like that. And I know that we're really focusing on Love Island, but that's obviously the biggest. It's like the probably the most problematic, the one that the, is the most yeah. influential in terms of, like I said, it's, it's not just pigeonholed into a TV show. It, it does infiltrate loads of other things, Love Island, off the yeah. back of it as well. Um, whereas I feel like Married at First Sight and things like that, you kind of don't really hear from the people afterwards unless you follow them on Instagram and stuff. But I mean, there are a, there are a good, there are some positive examples of like where women have stood up for themselves when there has been a situation like that. There have been relationships that have like standed the test of time and they're like married with kids now, like prime example, Molly May. I know you don't know who she is, but she met Tommy Fury on Love Island and they've just had a baby. So... There yeah. are some positives, but I just think, like you said to me the other day, when you've got icks and ticks, it doesn't matter if you've got an equal amount of them, the icks outweigh the ticks. And I think if yeah. you've got negative things that come from a show and positive, you can have the same amount, but the negative, it's the drama, isn't it? And that is the thing that people talk about. Yeah. And it, I think the negative is a lot more influential than the positive, which is a shame. But yeah, it's there are some positives from Love Island. There have been situations where a bloke has been acting like a twat and a girl has been like, absolutely fucking not having any of it. And it's like, it is quite empowering to see when you're like, oh my God, you like rate yourself that much. So you're willing to do this. Yeah. I think someone being a dickhead and someone calling them out for it is very different though to somebody literally showing the first signs of what will be an abusive relationship and the show just going, oh, we'll just let them get on with it. They are literally, they're choosing, the producers of those shows are choosing to let women stay in a position that can cause huge harm to her in the future. Whether it, I mean, obviously they would step in. If a guy hit a woman, they would go in. But the emotional abuse is just as dangerous and is just as problematic and has just the same lasting effect as a guy punching you in the face. And they choose to just let it play out. And I just think that is really bad. And it is showing women that this is normal in a relationship when it isn't and it shouldn't be. 
Um, playing devil's advocate here, because there is not one part of me that disagrees with you, and I don't want this to seem like I am arguing against you in favour of Love Island, of course not. But do you think the argument stands that they're trying to let if this was real life and they weren't on the TV show and these two people had met each other, it would play out like that with no intervention. So do you think they've got the argument that they're just trying to let it, until the point where it gets like really unhealthy, do you think they've got the argument that they're like, we're just trying to kind of leave them to it until we can't anymore? So many other things in that show are really orchestrated and set up. Maybe they yeah. don't have that argument. I think they pro that's probably how they would justify it to themselves, sure. Mm. But the argument that I have with that is, yes, in real life, you don't have somebody to step in but this isn't real life this is a tv show that has been broadcast to literally millions of people you know the influence this show has on the yeah. youth the young people people are watching this you do have a duty of care to the audience as well as your contestants yeah where just letting it happen and letting these men be seen and be, become famous you're you're giving these men a platform if they are if they are abusing their girlfriend on on telly and it's being allowed and being shown and being they're step you're making them famous for being an abusive prick and yes they will get called out by 20% of the viewership 80% are just watching it going this guy's hot I wish I could date him it's yeah yeah I think you're right and I think what I just said where could they use that as an argument they could very very loosely use that as an argument when you're only factoring in their duty of care towards yeah. the people in the show but you're right that that doesn't stand when they've got a duty of care to every single mm -hmm. other person that is watching it that isn't involved but is being influenced yeah. by it so obviously we've mentioned briefly the kind of aftermath of what being on these shows does to you and I've again mentioned a couple of positive examples where like Molly May obviously started off on Love Island and was no one and now she's the creative director of Pretty Little Thing which Awful. is insane <laughs> but whatever and she is I don't think she's engaged to Tommy Fury but they've been together ever since and they've got a baby so there's obviously people that do come away from these shows completely unscathed it improves yeah. their life and they don't obviously I think any fame that you get does have a downside you she's probably got a million people that slag her off and troll her online yeah. and stuff oh, she has. um but I think I, I think it would be safe to assume and obviously I am assuming because I don't know her but I would say she's she seems like it's pretty 50-50 good and bad for her whereas obviously there's people that have come out of these things and there's um like really bad mental health issues um the people on Love Island that took their own mm -hmm. lives which was Sophie Grayson and Mike they both killed mm -hmm. themselves unfortunately afterwards I've actually looked into what the aftercare program is for some of them actually and Love Island obviously has had a lot of mm -hmm. heat in the last few years so their aftercare program is that all of the contestants afterwards are given therapy they're given training on the impact of social media and handling negativity financial management training and in the lead up to them going on the show they're interviewed a lot and they're in constant talks with psychologists about the impact that the show is going to have on them to try to prepare yeah. them a bit more and then they're given management advice and they're given temporary management for I think it's like a period of three months or something uh, like after the show so obviously that's something so is I it assume enough? that has come in post also I feel like we do also need to mention the fact Caroline Flack as well um, also. yeah I mean the only the only reason I didn't mention her is because her suicide wasn't a direct result of the reality TV show that was the only reason yeah. I didn't mention it yeah I assume yeah I assume all that's come in post all of the criticism because of two two cast members mm -hmm. and a presenter 
taking their own yeah. lives. I think that's their like new revised duty, like aftercare package, like the one that got. I think they redid it in like two thousand and one or something. Two thousand and one. Twenty twenty one. Sorry. <laughs> They did it before the show even existed. Wow. Uh, Yeah, do you think that's enough? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because there's only so much the show can provide. Like, they can't provide a lifetime of support Mm. to a contestant. Like, that's obviously unrealistic. Mm -hmm. It's hard. I don't know. I think there's only so much the show can do, obviously. I mean, it is incredible to me, if I'm honest, that the show even still exists. Like, the fact they have managed to to keep going after two cast members Mm. taking their own lives and their presenter taking her own life. The fact the show is still going is astounding to me that they have managed to, through all of the negativity from, like, rightful negativity from the audience, from the media going, this show shouldn't exist, from multiple former contestants going public saying this show shouldn't still exist, like, it is awful. The fact they still are going is just mind-blowing to me why do you think they are because people would rather watch the drama than actually have to accept that the show is really fucking awful for anybody on it we are very easily manipulated as people we'd rather just watch a load of beautiful people fight than we would own up to the fact that by watching it we are potentially causing harm to people i think that is generally what it comes down to but do you think the actual ability for them to keep producing the show is based is solely based on the numbers the viewers that watch it um and do you think it would be a case that if everyone decided to not watch it because they decided it was just shit and awful to watch that would be the thing that would take i mean obviously that's a stupid question of course if nobody watched it they wouldn't make it anymore but what i mean is do you think that's the only thing that will stop it from being made or do you think at some point there is going to be i don't know is it is it ofcom that do the yeah like the tv standard thing um like do you think at some point they're just going to be like you can't you cannot do this anymore. Like the body image it portrays, the relationships it portrays, everything is just too damaging. Do you think it will ever get to that point or do you literally think it will just stop when everyone gets bored of it? Ofcom only have so much power. They can make suggestions, they can find uh, TV production companies, but at the end of the day, ITV can still choose to put it on. They just have to maybe add warnings and stuff at the start. Like they can't take it off air. The only thing that will take it off air is viewing figures. That's how TV works. Like we keep watching it, so they're going to keep making it. Then we're making like, the ad space while Love Island's on is one of the most expensive mm. ad spaces to buy. Like prime time, like it's the most popular TV show. Like it is insane. People fucking love it. It's insane that it's still like that this far down the line. But again, yeah. I think I think because this ties into what I said before, because every year the people on that show, then like I said, it's a breeding ground to for the new batch of celebrities. So it almost yeah. refreshes like UK celebrity culture every year which draws in yeah so it's not like the people on it are getting older because it's just brand new every year and then that reels in that batch of like uh, viewers that are watching it every year so it's just always staying young and new it's like it's a capitalist wet dream like the people on it you know everything on it is purchasable like you can literally if you watch it on your web browser you can get the clothes they're wearing Mm. as it's on well I think less so now because obviously eBay are now the sponsors which is hilarious to me but whatever 
Yeah. Uh, when it was Pretty Little Thing, you could literally shop their clothes as you're watching it. So you've got that. It's instant. You can be those people. The mm. people on it are instantly going to come off and have massive brand partnerships with all of these fast fashion brands, all of these beauty brands. Like it is just churning out sales. And it's just, yeah, it is literally, it's just a capitalist wet fucking dream ITV yeah. are making a fortune every person on it ends up making a fortune every fast fashion brand that they wear makes a fortune every you can buy the fucking bottles the ridiculous <laughs> reusable bottles that they all sit there and sip while they're trying to have a serious conversation which pisses me off by the way This is, but this is just even more reason why it would be so much better if they just did a Love Island for normal people where people with stretch marks and are fat and wearing a tankini because they don't want to get their boobs out and like you know just loads of things like it just it doesn't have to I have not heard the word tankini in <laughs> 20 years. I'm actually really mad at myself for saying that because I've never owned one and I will never own one. Let's do something. Oh, I did. I used to have a really cool Billabong one when I was like 12 and I thought I was so cool. Of course you did. So obviously that's a Love Island aftercare. I mean, it's a lot harder to find the aftercare programs for the other ones because obviously it hasn't been in the press as much and it hasn't been such a thing. Um, I mean, Married at First Sight just offers therapy if people want it. That's it. That's their aftercare package. Um, Interesting, yeah. And Naked Attraction, I thought theirs might be quite comprehensive, but it's not really. Um, it just says that the screening process for them is really long and um, it's it involves quite a lot of psychological tests, but they also do like a real deep dive, like background checks, social media checks, things like that. Interesting. Um, and they do have safeguards in place up to the point where it's written into your contract when you sign to do it, that you can literally bail at any point. You can be standing that's in good. that tube yeah. with your fanny out and be like, actually, I don't want to do this and leave. And that, that's like in your contract that that's okay to do. Um, yeah. And also, I think in the weeks following the filming of it, the because I think the filming and then the results of it are filmed at different times. I don't know if I've got this right. And then obviously when it's broadcast on TV, after all three of those things, they have um, like meet, I'd say interviews, it's not an interview, they have just like a meeting with psychologists if they want to. But what I liked yeah. about that was it's not just after the filming, it's after it's broadcast on TV. Yeah, that is, as that well. is good actually, because yeah, that's um, more, that can be way more impactful. Cause... Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a secret when you're just filming it, it's just you and the people in the room, right? But the minute it's yeah, on TV, exactly. that's when everyone knows. I think like Married at First Sight, not the same, but like with things like First Date, and uh, naked attraction I would say there doesn't need to be as much aftercare because you're on one episode you're not the whole episode even you are just a, a bit part of, of that episode mm. whereas things like Married at First Sight and obviously Love Island it's the same people for multiple weeks mm -hmm. so it's you, you're not just like a flash in the pan you know you come out of that being known and people have known you really in depth for a long period of time yeah so I think that you know that needs more because the public perception of you isn't just a 10 minute bit it's mm. watching you for like a month yeah so I think yeah those shows require a more comprehensive aftercare because the world knows you in inverted commas a lot better yeah um so the next bit I wanted to talk about was basically the drive behind these tv shows and obviously we've touched mm -hmm. on that the fact that the reason that they're still being made is because they're getting the numbers with viewers and if people stop watching they would stop making them but what is it yeah. that makes us so obsessed with these shows because of all of them the one that I mm. get really 
involved in is married at first sight the australian one though i prefer the australian yeah one. i was gonna say yeah everyone does the yeah. australian one is so much better the british one is shit. yeah i didn't mind the last british one and i've watched a couple of them but the australian one's always the best but like what is it yeah what is it that makes us obsessive it because it's not just single people that watch it and people that think i shall i put myself in that situation it's married people it's everyone watches it it's the drama mick i love it <laughs> It's the drama. It's the drama. People, it feels, we've always loved reality TV, you know, since the first Big Brother, even before that, like fucking, well, no, it wasn't before that. Big Brother was like the first real reality TV explosion, wasn't it? It's the feeling of they're real people, they're not celebrities, that which is debatable with Love Island because most of them are already influencers, most of them already have some level of fame now. Like they headhunt Love Island as well. Do you know that? No. They don't. So our friend, so she worked at a huge, influencer agency Mm -hmm. and they would get contacted by Love Island every year going have you got any medium size to like not full obviously like hundreds of thousands of followers but like a couple of tens of thousands of followers have you got anyone that you think would be good for Love Island they get they headhunt half of the people haven't applied for it half of the people have been contacted by Love Island going hey do you want to come on this show interesting it is all very manipulated it's not reality that show I really really don't like Love Island can you tell no I can tell I didn't realise I wouldn't have made you talk about it for an hour if I'd realised how much you hated it sorry I just think it's an awful awful example of television anyway what were we even talking about the drive behind these shows and what oh, is yeah. it why do you watch them so Married at First Sight I think I first watched it because someone was like you have to watch it because it is just chaos and drama all the time and it was the Australian one that I watched first so that's why I watched that I don't watch yeah. it because I want to be in that show I want to have that experience oh actually is it part of that I don't know basically I started watching it for the drama Love Island yeah it's got to the point now where I did start watching it this year but after the second episode I just stopped and I haven't watched it since but a couple of them it's so it's just everywhere Love Island and everyone watches it and everyone talks about it and I think part of it for me is like oh I might as well just watch it because otherwise I won't know what anyone's talking about yeah do you know what I mean like it's just so in your face and everyone else watches it and I don't feel like that's the case this year I don't feel like as many people have watched it I don't think anyone ever really does the winter one it's the summer one yeah um but like the other ones i don't watch like naked attraction love is blind um yeah like states i don't watch naked attraction if it's on i'll watch it and be like huh this is funny yeah but it's not like oh new episode of naked attraction gotta watch that Mm. love is blind i think i watched the first series Mm -hmm. and then there's a new series out now i think isn't there and i'm just like oh whatever yeah can't be asked. Yeah, I don't really... I think for me, it's 50% interest in like the drama and the chaos. But yeah, I take back what I said before. I think watching Married at First Sight, half of it is for me being like, I kind of want to do this. Could I do this? Yeah. Yeah. I think with Married at First Sight, because that is probably the only one that I really watch, like religiously love, mm. like all iterations of it. Um, the American one was terrible, by the way. I've only ever watched Australian and UK. I've never watched anything about watched. That. I watched the American one and didn't like it at all. Uh, mostly because they're Americans. <laughs> they're just awful. <laughs> Which I think is why I don't like Love is Blind as well. Yeah. And I didn't like, what was the one, the, ne- the other Netflix one where they were all like, oh, the fucking, when they're not allowed to have sex. 
Oh, well, and they kept getting deducted money every time they did anything remotely sexual. Yeah. yeah. Like if they if they made out, they'd lose like a hundred. Oh, I can't remember what they... that was called, but yeah, it was dog shit, and I didn't watch all of it either. And then there was another one. Oh, there was the one where the siblings went on. What? They were all like a load of. There was um. It was another Netflix one. I think it came out in lockdown where there were people from all over the world, but it was still very Americanized. Mm. And like siblings would go on and they'd like have to try and get a date for their siblings. So everyone on oh. it was siblings and they all dated each other. Not they didn't like date the siblings, they didn't yeah, yeah. Sister, like me and my sister so, going know. on it and then my sister trying to get someone to date me and me trying to do it for her. I've never heard yeah. of that one. What the fuck was that called? I've obviously managed to swerve that. Someone's listening to this, like screaming the name of the show at me right now. I wanna say siblings or dating, but that's that <laughs> That is literally the shittest fucking name if that is what it's called have you not seen that instagram account oh no yeah well you can't work out in a picture yeah but i mean it's a shit name for a dating show siblings or dating (laughs) dated and related that's that's great i like that one i like that one yeah so i mean the drive behind it i think as we've gone over in a lot of detail i love island i don't think anyone watches it and aspires to be on it i think they just aspire to be like no i don't think they aspire to be on it i think they they aspire to be the sort of people that can go on it and have their lives i disagree i think young people watching it fully watch it and want to be on that show but not because they want to meet the love of their life yeah that's what i mean they want they watch it because they aspire to be that sort of person that can get on that show and have that sort of body and uh, like attract the sort of people that on it and have the lives oh, of the yeah, people yeah. that are on it that's what I mean but they want to they want to go on it but no one I don't think Love Island is even pretending to be for love making perfect matches no it's really not is it it has a couple though there are like there are people from the first series that are married still and have got like kids and that yeah but I think like first series was very different like what, who, what it is now is a completely different show yeah it has grown into like a completely different beast hasn't it Love Island also can we just take a second to talk about the fact that Molly May put her baby in a Perspex box and called it a cot you sure that wasn't just when she was in a hospital no 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 no. her cot is literally like a clear plastic cot it's the most hideous thing i've ever seen in my whole fucking life can we just take a second that she called her baby bambi yeah i had this conversation so it was actually a name it's an italian name before it was the deer but the disney influence it's like calling your kid fucking pinocchio yeah (laughs) rapunzel also bambi fury sounds like a dark (laughs) sequel to bambi where he goes he goes on a killing spree to to like get the hunter that killed his mother. <laughs> oh my god. Bambi Fury. Bambi's return. Oh my god, that is actually genius. I never thought of it like that. It is it's a fucking it's a dark you know when they're doing all the like live action Disney's that are a lot darker? Yeah. It's gonna be that's what the fucking <laughs> the live action Bambi's gonna be called. Just Bambi <sighs> with a machine gun. Oh my god, that is brilliant. The last thing I wanted to talk about was the lack of representation in these programs Uh and obviously Uh again I keep talking about it but Love Island has tried to um it's tried to be a bit better by I mean putting a girl with a hearing aid on is not showing disability representation in any way Hugo that was born with a club foot and it got fixed when he was like a year old so obviously the representation on Love Island is lacking yeah so the undateables is obviously in the complete other side of the field um Mm. and it just focuses on people with disabilities which again is great and I don't have a problem with that only dealing with people with disabilities because I'm like they are so not represented in anything else I'm happy Mm -hmm. like where I'm like Love Island should be inclusive for everyone yeah the undateables do you think we're on board with that well yeah it'd be like there being a show that is literally just people of color dating 
Like, yeah. if it's an underrepresented group, then sure. Do I it, find yeah. Undateables, though, like, I feel like the reason it's so popular, like, obviously, some it is so pure and it is so lovely, but I really feel like a lot of people watch it in, like, a sort of... Laughing at it, why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, is that is that a, a good example of how we... Oh, I don't know. I find it. No, I know what you mean. It is quite hard because some of the people on that show do seem to have sometimes quite severe learning difficulties and things like that. So yeah. you do have to wonder. A lot of people would be like, they know what the undateables is like. They know that it's like seen as like a little bit funny, and that's the way it's filmed. Yeah. But do, are the people on it are fully capable of understanding that. Um, yeah. And that's the problem that I have with that a little bit. I'm like, do they really understand what it's? Yeah coming across as it's a really difficult one isn't it and like i don't i actually don't know what the response to that show has been from um the disabled community um and as to neurotypical women who don't have any disabilities like it's very hard for us to actually yeah speak on it because it's not really our place to you know that's somewhere that somebody who is who has a disability is the is the voice that should be yeah talking on that because i don't really yeah yeah no and i get that but i just think across the board with all of these reality dating shows you don't really get any representation of anyone other than you don't really get any representation of people with any disabilities mixing with people that don't have that it tends to just be you either this is a group of people that are all not like that or this is a group of people that are all like that and you don't get the mix which i don't quite understand why yeah i think it's interesting it's like with love island like they've been called out on the lack of queer contestants mm. and you know they argue well if we put two gay guys in they're only gonna date each other like yeah i get that but i think they sort of assume that if they like say they put somebody in love island with dwarfism to mm-hmm. pick a disability out of the sky mm-hmm. it's almost like they're saying well no one will fancy them we yeah can't put someone like that in because like who would and I, it's really offensive yeah like you know they say they don't choose people with disabilities for the same reason as they don't put a fat person in because they are assuming they are undesirable and it's really fucking gross it is and i'm just trying to think of what the solution to that is you want to see a normal people love island i want to see a queer love island because can you imagine the drama be fucking amazing i don't see why like again why don't they do that why there's absolutely no reason not to so why don't you instead of doing a bloody summer love island and a winter love island that is effectively exactly the same people do a summer love island that's the same format that it's always been and a winter love island that's full of queer people do it i assume they have done market research and it is not shown that it'll be popular that's the only reason it's all money driving it is they've tested it because if it if it would make them a fortune they'd do it it's all the only reason they put these shows on is because it makes money they're not trying to find they don't want to find the next true love it's the same as dating apps like they don't want you to find your husband because then you won't use the dating app anymore they don't give a shit about finding love they can they can make it look like that's what they care about but at the end of the day what they want is some drama like married at first sight they put people together that you know they make out that it's all like psychologically matching these people are each other's perfect person no Mm -hmm. they put people together they at least put two couples in there every year that they know are going to clash because that makes good telly. Yeah. But like anyone signing up for these shows thinking they might actually meet the love of their life, that's not what it's about. Agreed. Well, that's it. That's our dissection of the reality TV world. And don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't go on any of them. Maybe I should sign up for Married at First Sight again, just for the lols. Should we both do it? Do it for the plot. Do it for the plot. All right, let's both sign up to Married at First Sight and we'll see what happens. We both signed up last time and then we both chickened out. <laughs> 
Yeah, we did. Did we hear back? I did. You never did the video thing. You wouldn't do it. Oh, yeah, I didn't do the video thing. You had to make a video of you, like, talking about your life and yourself, and you were like, I can't do that. It's too much pressure. <laughs> I'll just do a podcast about it every Sunday <laughs> instead. Maybe I'll be better at that now I've started the podcast. And then I got, they wanted a phone call with me, and I was like, oh, that's a lot. Yeah, that is far too much to deal with. <laughs> Hi, this is the part of the episode where we ask each other a would you rather question, and if it's anything like last week, Morsh makes me have an existential crisis. <laughs> Are you over that yet? No! I'm still <laughs> fucking livid. I have to say, on a podcast, I would marry Matty Healy. Who has since been cancelled, I think. Oh, finally. I think he's because of his Nazi things. salute. Yeah, he did some horrible things on a podcast, apparently. Oh, sweet. I haven't looked into coming. it. I don't want to know. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to research it and ruin your life. Yeah, I thought you might. Go on then, you start. Would you rather go to jail for five years or lose a year of your life? I know what your answer's going to be. This was my question to you. (laughs) Are you actually joking? My question was going to be, would you rather be in jail for 10 years or a coma for 20? Why are we the same person? I'm going to answer both of them myself as well, so don't worry. So what was it? Would I rather be in jail for five years or lose a year of my life? Yeah. What, do you mean die a year early or yeah. just um, die a year early? Yeah, same. But in answer to your one, jail for 10 years over a coma for 20. Really? Yeah. Why? Because you get to carry on living. Also, like you don't have to pay rent for 10 years. Win. Someone's feeding you every day. Win. That's what Those happens women... when you're in a coma. Yeah, but you're not alive. Well, you are alive, but you're not conscious. Yeah, but think about the... You're just going to wake up 20 years older. You're going to wake up and be 50 and be like, oh, that's cool. That's just what a waste of your time. Yeah, but think about the repercussions of what your life will be like when you come out of jail, trying to get a job and stuff. Also, don't forget that you're not really up to date with current affairs while you're in jail either, are you? I mean, yeah, but you're still hanging out with people. I'd get so much... They're criminals. Oh, my God. Also... You're saying I won't be able to get a job and stuff. I'll still be able to post on OnlyFans after I've been in prison. It's going to be okay. <sighs> a coma. you okay, so shit. You're just going to wake up like you can't even walk properly. Imagine the muscle decay for 20 so years. so skinny though. 20 years is a long time to be in a coma. Yeah, it is. I think maybe I would do jail for 10. 100%. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. Um, okay, so my question for you. Mm-hmm. Would you rather shit yourself once a year in public, you've got no idea when it will just happen, or every day in private? Once a year in public. I can't be dealing with the fucking clean-up from yeah. every day. What kind of shit are we talking? Loose or firm? Like, really bad. <laughs> diarrhea. Diarrhea. Like, you've got a bad stomach, you've eaten something dodgy, and it's like you're ill. Yeah, just fucking go for it once in public a year. But it's like, People... whatever... Okay, so whatever your most public thing is that year, it would be that. So if it was like a wedding. Oh my God, so the middle of work for me. (laughs) Well, yeah. Or if you were getting married that year, it would be on your wedding day. Because everyone's looking at you. It's like the most public you will ever be. Marsha, everyone's always looking at me. (laughs) No matter where I am, what I'm doing. (laughs) What, so you would choose to shit yourself on your wedding day in your wedding dress? Yeah, fuck it. Don't give a crap. He's already married me by that point. (laughs) Got it. Fucking you hell. You married a shitter. I shat myself with Marks and Spencer's one. With my boyfriend <laughs> with my boyfriend at the time's mother. What like fully Yep, I had a I had food poisoning. That is awful. I know. 
I had to run to the toilets and she had to buy me something to put on for Marks and Spencers and she chose the ugliest trousers I've ever seen, which honestly, that was more offensive than the actual shooting myself at Marks and Spencers. Oh my God. How did you ever look her in the eye again? It's all right. I, I, I dumped him and broke his heart not long after, so. Okay, fine. So you got your own back. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I think I would go for once a year in public, but I would make it like a known thing. So at the point when it happened, everyone would be like, oh, it's not her fault. Yeah. It's just she's got this thing where she has to shit herself once a year in public. And it's just that like she's not. Just I mean, to be fair, you've got IBS. So it's like a very real life. <laughs> like, this, this is very possible for me. And How the, am I the one with a shitting herself in public story? Not you. I don't know. It's because I'm I've been so paranoid about it for so long. That it like it like my life literally is based around where the toilets are when I can go to the toilet. Like you know what I'm like. Lockdown was like? awful when we used to go to oh my god, it was so funny. One I've got a little story. So once in lockdown, me and Gav went for a walk over Greenwich Park and obviously all the toilets were shut, like you couldn't go in them yeah. and there was no like on the way there, it wasn't like you could pop into a pub or a cafe or something. And I think I wasn't well and I had a really bad stomach and I had to go behind I was like, I, I can't do this. I can't make it home. So there was like a row of trees that I went behind. And I literally went to pull my trousers down. And I thought nobody else was around. And Gav had walked away a little bit. And then two people walked down a path that was just the other side of the trees. So I was like, I can't do this. Um, so I came running back out. And for some reason, Gav to this day is convinced that I did go. But I was like... Gav, I went behind the trees and pulled my trousers down. If I went, I would have just said that I went and I didn't. So I was like, I have to go. So I had to pretty much run all the way home. And then I was I was close to shitting myself in the lift, but I oh, just made it like, no. you know, to the point where I was nearly crying. It was that bad. Um, And it was like a 15 minute, like I just pretty much legged it the whole way home. Also, nothing worse when you need a poo than running. I know, I know, I know. Um, and then I think a couple of days later, Gav was somewhere and he saw like a really huge like dog shit, but it looked like it could be human shit. And he was like, was that you on the way home? And now, <laughs> and now he's like, you either shit behind those trees or you shit on the floor in the place outside my house. And he's like convinced that I didn't make it home. But I did. It's like the, one of the greatest accomplish, accomplishments of my life. That I actually made it home and he doesn't believe it. I'm really I proud of you. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. I wish they'd do a study. I would be really interested in seeing the results of how much public urination and defecation went up during lockdown. I mean, it was actually for people that were like unwell and stuff. Like, because obviously I've got IBS, but you've got people that have got like Crohn's and stuff. That it's really, like, it really is a big problem. Yeah. And it was hard because it there were points where I was like, you can't go on like a big walk because if you need the toilet, you're fucked. Yeah. Okay, so that was our would you rather answers. And a little bonus story of me shitting myself in MS. Yeah. Lucky people. Love that. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, if you want to leave us a little review, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Spotify, you can only rate us. Yeah. But rate us, five, obviously. Yeah. Also, don't leave a review if you're going to be an arsehole. Yeah, can you just leave us a good review? Because we want more. That would be fab. Can you, you talk about how amazing we are? Yeah, thanks. Um, and we'll see you next week. We will. And love you. Bye. <laughs> love you. Bye. <laughs>